So although we were play acting, getting ready for the king, of course, in reality, it's not King Charles that we're expecting, but we are expecting King Jesus. And at this time of the year, particularly, we're coming towards Advent. Next week will be the first Sunday in Advent, and we'll be lighting our, our Advent candle. But today, I want to think about somebody who came to prepare the people of Israel for the coming of Jesus. And so, uh, of course, with the prophet John. So let's hear what the Bible says. Molly's going to come and read um, the passage for us. She's not too busy. The word of God came to John, son of Zechariah in the desert. He went into all the country around the Jordan, preaching, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins, as is written in the gospel words of Isaiah the prophet, a voice of one calling in the desert. Prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight path for him. Every valley shall be filled in. Every mountain and hill may go. The crooked road shall become straight. And the rough way smooth. And all mankind will see God's salvation. John said to the crowd, Come out to be baptized by him. You bread of vipers, who will you to flee from the coming world? Produce fruits in keeping with repentance, and do not begin to say to to yourselves, "We have Abraham as our father." For I tell you that out of these stones God can raise up, up children for Abraham. The axe is already at the root of the trees, and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. What should we do then? The crowd asked. The man with two tumors should share with him who has none, and the one who has food should do the same. Tax collectors also came to the church and asked, What should we do? But any more than you are required to be told them some soldiers asked him, And what should we do? He replied, Don't extort money and don't accuse people falsely. Be content with your pay. The people were waiting expert and were all wondering in their hearts if John might possibly be the Christ. John answered them all, I baptize you with water, but one more powerful than I will come. The thorns of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. So John the Baptist was God's messenger, and he was sent to get the people ready for Jesus' coming. So it wasn't about clearing up the streets and the rubbish and the dirt, but being the ultimate visitor 
they were to prepare not in the way we prepared for the imaginary visit of the king, but they were asked to clean up their hearts. Unfortunately, people have been living lives their own way for many, many years. Their hearts were full up with the rubbish of sin. Here's a black um, sack here with all our rubbish in. So I think we'll just put a label on that, shall we? The rubbish of sin. Okay. So John came along with his with his message. They cheated people out of money. They were selfish and greedy. They didn't love one another. God was no longer at the centre of their lives. John's message to these people was a message of repentance. They were to turn away from their sins and turn back to God. In other words, they would get rid of the rubbish of sin from their lives and allow God to be at the centre of their lives. So let's put God on the throne of our lives. Use our special golden chair here. Let's put God on the throne of our lives. <clears throat> they turned away from their sins and they turned back to God. They repented. And as a symbol of their wanting to live differently, they were baptised in the River Jordan. They were now ready to hear Jesus' life-giving message that he had come to deal with the effects of sin once and for all, so that they could have a restored relationship with their Heavenly Father. Because if we allow sin in our lives, then that is breaking our relationship with God our Father. He repaired the people for Jesus' first coming to earth. But it's as relevant today as it was 2,000 years ago. The first thing we are to do is to turn away from our sins and to get rid of the rubbish of sin in our lives. And we've heard how John sent, God sent John the Baptist to prepare people for his first arrival, making them ready to welcome him and follow him. So how do we prepare for Jesus when he returns to earth so that we are ready to meet him then? You see, turning away from sin isn't just about feeling bad for doing something wrong. Turning away from sin is about choosing not to do that thing again and about putting things right where we can. We're going to ask the Holy Spirit to show us what sins we need to confess today and turn away from so that we can be forgiven. When we come to accept Jesus Christ into our lives as Lord and Saviour, we do repent, but we all know that the little sins keep creeping in. So we need to live a life of continual repentance and restoring our relationship with God. So just pause for a moment as we allow the Holy Spirit's light to shine into our hearts. What rubbish, what sin is there that he will show up? Is the Holy Spirit showing you something about the way that you use your tongue? Maybe you say unkind things about other people or gossip or use foul language or have outbursts of anger. Is the Holy Spirit showing you that you can be selfish or lazy or greedy or proud or something else altogether? Let's pray this prayer of confession together. 
Lord Jesus, we want to be ready for when you return. Please forgive us for the wrong things we have done and for the good things we have not done. We turn away from doing all the wrong things and ask the audience to do things right. And thank you that you died so that we can be forgiven. Help us to serve the you and the you. Thank you, Lord, that when we confess our sins to you, you forgive us and give us a fresh start. Help us, Lord, to walk closely with you until the day that we meet your face, you face to face. Amen. Amen. We are going to sing another song, uh, Purify My Heart. The turning away from sin is just one part of John the Baptist's message. What's the second part? The second part is turning back to God. In other words, allowing God to be at the centre of our life, not us. Each one of us here is deeply loved by our Heavenly Father. He has invited us to walk with him each day of our lives, which is a tremendous privilege. Allowing him to be at the centre of our lives means that we listen to what he says and then do what he says. It's like we allow him to be in the driving seat, not us. You see, God knows the very best for us and he asks us to do the things that he knows will make our lives better. So, for example, one of the things that God has told us to do is to forgive other people when they mess up. I want you to watch this little short video that we're going to see now. Laura. Hey, Lord. So how did it go with Kat? Did you talk to her? Oh, well, Lord, not exactly. <laughs> did you forgive her? Well, Lord, I mean, I was just thinking, like, why should I forgive her? <laughs> because I asked you to. Well, yeah, I know you did, Lord, but why? We shouldn't have to know why, just that I asked you to do it. Oh, that doesn't make any sense, Lord. I mean, you don't understand the situation. Kathleen has an attitude problem. Laura, you believe that I know what is best for you and for Kat? Well, yeah, Lord. Then you'll do this. But, Lord... This is no different than when I've asked you to do anything else. Yes, this is, Lord. This is way different. When I asked you to quit your job, you quit. Well, of course, Lord, but I didn't like my job, so I was happy to leave, you know? I mean, this is way different. Okay, Lord, you know what? I've got an idea. How about we give it a week and I'll pray about it? Uh, I'll give you my answer now. Uh, but, Lord... Look, Kat's coming by here very soon. She's coming okay? by here? Yes. Well, uh, let's go. Now's your no, chance to talk to no, her. I want you to forgive Lord, her. Lord, you don't understand. Hey! Oh, it has. We should totally get together this week. Oh, wow, I can't do that. I am so busy. Oh, yeah. Well, how about next week? Well, you know, actually, I don't think it's going to happen for a while. Oh, well, is everything okay? Oh, yeah, everything's great. Uh-huh. All right. Um, I guess I'll just um, see you later then. Bye. 
Lord, did you hear that attitude? I thought you were going to forgive her. I thought you said we could wait a week, Lord. No, you said that. Oh, okay, Lord, you're being unreasonable, okay? Why don't you just go talk to Kathleen and have her come to me and ask for my forgiveness? Laura, you need to obey. I want you to forgive Kat. But Lord... Why do you keep calling me Lord? You won't even do what I ask. So, what was that all about? It's a question to be answered. Forgiveness, yeah. Yeah. To forgive, what else? To obey. We call him Lord. That means he's above all. And we are to obey. And clearly, she was wanting to do things her way. She was in her driving seat, wasn't she? And even though she had a relationship with God, she always the Lord in death, as she was saying. Um, she clearly had her own agenda and wasn't um, feeling that she needed to, to, to um, do all the things he asked her to do when it became uncomfortable. So is there someone that you need to forgive? Can I encourage you to obey Jesus and forgive them? Unforgiveness is one of the biggest blocks in your relationship with Jesus. So as we summarise what John the Baptist has taught us, we can say that the way we prepare for the, for the day that Jesus returns is through repentance. In other words, turning away from our sins and turning back to God, allowing him to be the centre of our lives, to be our Lord. And as we think on those words and think about where does Jesus stand in my life? Am I calling him Lord? And if I'm calling him Lord, do I really mean it? Am I willing to surrender all? 